what were we talking about? lovers in this episode it's just gonna be us your faves because mm -hmm, your two faves obviously we realized that we needed to have a midsummer hot girl temp check we need to check in with you hoes we really do (laughs) we need to know what's going on um even the king herself, Meg, has had to check in with y'all and remind y'all. So we're here to help. We're here to help our good sis, captain of the boat. Yeah. We are cal- helping the captain of the boat, making sure everybody's still in line and not giving up yeah. or not playing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm rolling the first joint I've ever rolled. So you all should give me a huge round of applause and show me a lot of love. Because yeah. moments before we started recording, I watched Daria roll her first joint. It was glorious. I'm so impressed by my first J. Wow. Am I that bitch? Always. Always. <laughs> Always and forever, bitches. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> MM has her massive blunt. Uh, yeah, I have a. I accidentally <laughs> um, rolled a monster blunt. It's just too long. <laughs> There's no such thing as too so long. So this will last a while. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In this heat wave, like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it literally is the hottest girl summer. How hot is it there? Today it's 100. Mm. Outside, it's literally 100 degrees. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So, let's get into this hot girl summer check-in. Temp check. Something I saw this week was, oh, a hot girl summer means you can do whatever you want, which is true, but we're also ascending. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Yes. As Solange started us off, do nothing without intention. Do nothing. nothing without intention. So, what does an intentional... Including be a hot girl. <laughs> exactly. What does an intentional hot girl summer look like? Um, what does it mean to live your best life with ten- intention? Um, yeah, and growth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, We're also in the middle of eclipse season. So, like, how are you incorporating the cosmic astro energy into your hot girldom? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you releasing? And I feel like a hot girl is surrounded by other hot girls. So what is your squad looking like? Okay. <laughs> that is, I think that's a great temp check. Like, what is your squad looking like? Okay. Yeah. Who's around you? Because who's around you is a reflection of you. Exactly. And where you're at. So, you know, we love to focus on relationships. So the question, I guess, is how are your relationships feeding you this summer? Are they keeping you well-nourished, well-hydrated, or are they draining the fuck out of you? Yeah. When that's making me think about how when I was in California, I with one of the people who I was staying with, I pra- I, I, I believe that we are in chosen family. And so well with both of the people I was staying with, I'm in chosen family, but with one of them, we were having conversations. We arrived at a conversation of like, how are your other relationships going? Like this relationship is going really well and we do a good job of checking in with each other, but are uh, your other relationships nourishing you in the same way that this one is or in equally profound ways? Um, 
Mm. And I think that's really powerful to do for each other. Like, are you being, are many waters watering you? Right, right. Because many waters should water you. (coughs) Like, I love the idea of, like, the, I love the polyamory of it all. Um, Love it. And, like, polyamory (coughs) on its basis, we said this in our last episode, or, like, first season, but, like, it's being loved by many. That's how I like to think of polyamory. Polyamor. Many loves. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. Should we check in? Let's check in. <laughs> um, so we were going to share a little bit about where we're at personally, which we've done a little bit in the past, but mostly in regards to our relationship, our personal relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we figured maybe we'll spill a little bit of our own tea <laughs> maybe we should maybe that's something maybe, we should we should. maybe it's time <laughs> um yeah so it's 555 it's 555 Ooh. um and what i was thinking about is um our first season where it was like Okay, it's hoe season. And I think even mm-hmm. then we weren't having the hoest of hoe seasons. Um, we wanted to. <laughs> we wanted to, but it just got caught up. Eclipse season was taking us under. Literally. I also feel like that year was like the beginning of our spiritual transformation, which a lot of people are I was about to say that. With us. Um, I was about to say that. Mm-hmm. I feel like also the spiritual transformation that we have undergone, Daria being my primary spiritual partner, has changed the way that I see Ho season and thought and implant. And it's just changed me <laughs> for the better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this, this Hot Girl Summer check-in is also about... Um, like an emotional depth that is interacting with our desires um, and how they're expressing themselves. So, yeah, I think like we are constantly thinking about the spiritual, the cosmic, um, and how that shows up. So, like, this check in will, will obviously include all those things. Mm hmm. And we have actually been talking about this exact conversation basically all week because um, it has brought up things that we are working on ourselves. And I think the the fact that I feel like I'm very much working through something right now and at a growing edge is why I want to share mm-hmm, where I'm at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where are you? So where am I? So... Obviously, as you all know, Daria is the one true love of my life. <laughs> so beyond that, um, I stopped dating in October. Mm-hmm. I stopped dating. I deleted Tinder and have been off for good. Stopped dating and stopped just seeing anybody, stopped sharing my body, stopped sharing my energy with anybody um, and went very insular into my chosen family. Mm. And that has been true up until um, end of May, early June. And it is still somewhat true mm. in that I am still, I, am, I have a whole new um, understanding of how it is that I'm going to share my energy romantically and sexually mm. with all, all of you lovely people. <laughs> Wow. That's the in a nutshell. But also, like, I want to date. I'm ready to be back out here. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be out here. And thank you. I'm like, I'm cute. I'm here. And I want to connect. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess it's, I should also share as to why I decided to just pull my, take myself out of the ring <laughs> entirely. Mm-hmm which I've also arrived at more clarity this week through processing with Daria. Um, 
is that I was just so fucking tired of doing unreasonable amount of work for lovers. Yes, that part. That part. Carrying the relationship on your back. Basically. (laughs) On my back, on my front, on my side, like... (laughs) All parts. All parts. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, and I feel like I'm going through a in the way that I'm ascending spiritually, like there are just new terms and conditions to having a romantic and sexual relationship. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I also think something that I am like seriously craving in this hot girl summer, and we said it in the beginning, but it's like honesty. Like, and it's really hard for niggas to be honest. And I'm trying to figure out why. What's going on? At the very (laughs) minimum, say, I don't know. (laughs) Just say, I don't know. Or like, I need time. That is a truth. Yeah, like, or I need time to figure it out. Or like a blanket no. Yeah, I think that that's also been a major realization that we've had regarding how honesty has showed up in in our past relationships and now like I cannot I can no longer teach another human adult who I want to engage in a relationship sexually and romantically how to communicate Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, I can't mm -mm, I cannot mm -mm, mm -mm. no no I have done it so much and so well and it's just now to the point where it is straight up 100% unattractive like I lose interest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I have this and is it's why. also like <laughs> at our big age at our big age like we're fucking in our late 20s enough is right. enough some of you who we're talking about are in their 30s Ooh. well enough is enough like i believe that everybody has the capacity to communicate well and heal themselves and i'm that is our wish for absolutely everybody on this earth Mm -hmm. but you have to i can no longer be the person that teaches you how to do that at the same time i'm trying to build a relationship with you yeah you have to come already with that skill, which requires already, which for me requires coming with a community. Like anybody who I talk to is well aware of our family. Yeah, yeah. Because it is where I learned these communication skills, and it is who reinforces them and helps me stay, helps me continue to be the best version of me by holding me accountable literally every single day. Yeah. And I think something that's, like, coming up for me is, like, this guilt and, like, the guilt as, like, someone who lives a pretty, like, privileged life Um, and, like, just having a, like, social, cultural analysis of harm and, like, knowing our communities are incredibly vulnerable to harm um like what does that mean when we show up in like loving relationships and dating and like there is a huge like responsibility that i feel as a person and this is just in general like in dating, but also outside of dating, like to care for the people on this planet that have been fucked up by oppression. Like, I don't really know how to say it outside of that. Like white, white supremacist capitalist patriarchy has us fucked up, like all of us. And so, um, like valuing, I value community care And I want everyone to be cared for. But, like, I can't keep doing that at my expense. Like, that's the tough part. Um, Like, I think as black and brown femmes, we are expected to endure harm. 
so on like on behalf of other people's growth and like i'm just over that shit sign of love (laughs) i'm just completely over that shit like nah y'all got me i will not do it y'all got me i will not do it (laughs) yeah no, no, and no. we're at the point where it literally feels like a re- internal rewiring because I feel the most confident I've ever been because like now I have this security blanket where I can come to Daria and the rest of our family and be like, I'm not doing that. And everybody reinforces it. Like, mm. you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. So yes. what is possible? Yes. So like, I, I love having black and brown films but as friends, but I also want to say like emotional intelligence is, what's key to like all my friends and family members and like my chosen family members go ahead emotional intelligence isn't inherently femme although it is very femme like i believe that emotional intelligence is a big part of the divine masculine as well exactly i would just like to see it where are you niggas need to tap in (laughs) Tap into your emotional intelligence. It's your emotional intelligence. It's time. If you cannot see it, it is time. Like, I'm here to tell y'all, it's motherfucking time. And it's not just time for masculine folks. It's time for, like, femmes, women. Like, I think that we are all, like... And I think this is also why we're having this conversation right now is like, what does it mean for a femme to embody her or their divine masculine? And like, that is a really interesting question to me. Um, and it is what's happening you're literally seeing the rise of multiple femme kings embodied around this world yeah you know what we're talking about yeah the motherfucking stallion the (laughs) stallion okay that's who the fuck we're talking about king beyonce okay yes even cardi b right the emperor of new york yes like, get in line. Everybody recognize. Yes. Wow. I think that we, in the way that we've been building with each other, have tapped into our own divine masculine. Like, I do feel... I, I, I do feel like I believe in a divine masculine because I see it in myself and I see it in us and in the ways that we love each other. Yeah, yeah. And I can see it in the folks around me but it's like you don't want to step into it and like you should because it's actually really fucking powerful yeah it is but i also think it's like you have to do away with your femme phobia to step into it right i feel like frustration when we talk about this like i feel uh, um very grateful that we get to unpack this Mm -hmm. but for some reason each time we've talked about it this week i end up getting pissed off yeah it's it's angering it is angering it's angering and it's like who raised you niggas no one apparently (laughs) and that's why you at my door well right That's what we said today. So this morning while we were, this this theme has been on my mind literally this entire week. This morning we were processing some more and that's where we came up with the idea of like, I can no longer raise my lovers. No. I decided not to have children for a reason. Uh, yep. That means I can't teach you like social emotional skills. <laughs> you have to come with them. Please. <laughs> And it's so sad, like, the bar has been in hell. Truly, truly, truly in hell. Because basic communication skills, basic communication skills, we wasn't wasn't even making that a requirement. Okay? And (laughs) it's sad. Literally. We leveled up. We did. We leveled up. 
we have to find each other to level up because I, what you're saying, like, I also recognize that I, because of my own internalized things, because I wasn't healing with my moon and do, and doing the work that I'm doing now, I wasn't the best partner I could have been mm-hmm. and the best lover I could have been because I'm so much better now. Mm-hmm. But however, the amount of, I think what I'm mad at is that I, the amount of teaching. Yeah. The amount of labor. It's just... Yes, I'm baffled, baffled. And also what Priya said in the last episode, like my partner was seeing my boundaries for me. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. My partners are erasing them. Wish. Wish. Oh, that sounds like a gift. Shout out to Priya's partner. (laughs) Shout out to Priya's partner. (laughs) Who is actually what? A cis man? Who is a cis man? Wow. Thank you. You're leading the way. For God. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What the fuck are you talking about? Um, 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 um. Yes. Yes. And just how I, now I feel literally paralyzed even at the, at the, possibility of it like somebody who I was relating to would not ask me questions about myself Mm-mm-mm. to the point where once I realized it, I was like I cannot believe I have to say this but you never ask me shit about myself yeah, the fact that I even have to offer that feedback I cannot move forward yeah but I know that I did mm-hmm. but it, that's the the growth is that now I have a new boundary yeah yeah. And the thing is, it's also like, I feel like you gave them an opportunity to fix the behavior. Yes. And I'm not sure they've they've shown improved. I don't think so. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um... Yeah, something that I was saying before, I don't know if I finished that thought. Hopefully I did. Um, But the thing around, like, oh, I did finish the thought. Um, What I want to say is no one has a problem, like, teaching and learning with their partner. But only, like, the boundary for me is, like, one, if it's reciprocal. And two, if I don't have to get harmed in the meantime. Right, if I don't have to be the learning lab in the guinea pig who takes the punches until you get it right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And thank you for clarifying that. Like, we've said that in so many episodes. We love doing emotional labor. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Do it with each other all the time. Constantly at all hours of the day. Mm -hmm. It's to me, since I've been able to like, as Daria used this language earlier this week, like go inside the inner world. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 The, The inner world is just so beautiful and generative and expansive. It's everything that I have no issue. That's what I want to do in relationships. Like I want to connect with many different people's inner world and like touch each other's hearts and make each other feel good. I want to be a healing presence in other people's lives and would like the same for me. Right. Right. It's like, what are you offering? And it's like, I don't. What are you bringing to the table? Yeah. They not even showing up with a table. <laughs> All they come with is a plate. In the words of Megan. Right. Um, <laughs> our king. The captain. Right. Captain of the boat. The captain. Um Yeah. What are you what are you offering? And the thing is I never want to make anything seem like, what do you call it? Like, and um, what do you call it? Like a monetary exchange, Tra- a transaction. Mm-hmm. Like transactional. Yeah. That's not the kind of love that I'm interested in. 
Asking for reciprocity is not that. And I know how you niggas like to confuse things. So that's why I'm just checking in and making sure everyone is clear. Like, right. Asking for what you need in a relationship is not transactional. It's not a transactional mm-hmm. idea of love. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to something else we were talking about. Um, it's all right to say no. Or like, I can't. It is. Yes. It's nobody, it is totally all right. Yeah, nobody thinks lower of you. It's actually... No. Really honorable in these days because niggas just can't even do that like (laughs) if i express a need and you feel like you can't meet it that's all right especially you're human you're you're yes you're human and like someone like me who has a non-monogamous idea of love in general or like i'm a relationship anarchist like it's not to say that, like, oh, I'm going to go find someone else that can meet these needs. But it's more so, like, I feel like my understanding of love is, like, someone is not less worthy of love because they can't meet your specific need. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I love you less because you can't meet the need. Yes. Ooh, yes. This reminds me of what we were getting into this week that was, like, I loved. We have been talking about how we are so socialized into insecure love. Mm -hmm. To think that because I'm going to meet my need, that I'm saying I need with somebody else and to internalize that says something about you is, like, I'm meeting my need. I'm not saying, fuck you, you're worthless. Right, right. But we believe that we need to be each other's one and only and we mm-hmm. oh this is what we we're saying mm-hmm. we love in a capitalist way right right that's why we think it could be transactional how can love be transactional like right. love feeds my soul Something that I've been seeing is like, okay, if being a hot girl this summer is dating multiple people, connecting with multiple people, how is it that emotional intimacy or what we're looking for can coexist with that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't need to have emotion. To me, I practice emotional intimacy almost with anybody who I have an extended conversation with in right. that in that day. Right. So it's not necessarily like, like. I don't know. I don't know how I'm trying to frame it, but like emotional intimacy is also casual. Yeah. Can you explain that some more? <coughs> Sorry. I think it could just be like emotional intimacy to me is being your authentic self, walking in your authentic truth, offering that to other people. Um, and where I have been struggling is um, in the performance or like the pre-prescribed norms of dating mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and how that feels somewhat inauthentic to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that leads me to like what it is that I'm specifically struggling with right now, which is the internalized femphobia right. um, and misogyny. Mm-hmm. It's just fucked up. <laughs> but 
the prescribed gender roles say that dating is like, and it's a little bit more blurred in queer dating mm-hmm. and amongst femme bodies, but okay, I'm explaining this extremely confusing. No, no, what you're I'm not. trying to get at is our conversation. <laughs> really? No, no, no. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Um, I'm just going to share about the conversation we had this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or like how that came up. Is that all right? Yes. So thank you. So this week, unrelated to this episode, but I guess what birthed this episode, um, I was processing with Daria and we were processing with each other how to, because, you know, I'm, I'm da- I want to be dating again. And so I have a crush. <laughs> I've had crushes, but I have a crush. Um, and what I would like to do is express to this person that I have a crush. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I am struggling to do that because I believe it is internalized femphobia because of the ways that um, I think my past relationships have gone. Mm-hmm. Um in which that there's a just wild imbalance of emotional labor and um, but also like I was not where I'm at now so I I was not in a place where I could offer as much as I can now yeah so I'm also the best version of myself now and still unlearning things that were norms in past relationships yeah I also think, like, talking about, like, the femphobia and the internalized femphobia is, like, the ideas that we inherited from heterosexism um, about femininity being the, like, recipient and, like, the submissive energy um, that... Um, is constantly like following the initiation and lead of the masculine. Uh, oh my god! So, um, you know this like cat and mouse type of chase, um, and it it inhibits you um, as a femme because it's like you're not used to or like you're not really you haven't been taught to express your desires and any kind of expressing of those desires has been shamed um and like you're just a whore (laughs) like if you have any sexual desires or if you're like on the if you're the aggressor um like you're just not all right um in like popular culture and media um and like at home like i feel like that was something i was definitely taught um so then like also stepping into that energy and being like trying to practice that for me has been hard because it's just like um yeah, I've been, like, following the lead. And, like, I've done it. Like, I've definitely been the aggressor in situations. I don't even want to say aggressor. Aggressor sounds so, like, <laughs> wild. <laughs> aggressor sounds so wild. Um, I would say, like, the initiator. Like, the person that was, like, I want this. Um, so that that has been, like, a lot of my personal work is, like, practicing voicing my desires and like my my interest um well like romantic sexual interest in someone Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been like very important for me to do that like that is the challenge that I want to like step up to and in like to the point where, like, I'm dating this yes. person and, like, they've they've expressed, like, interest in me and, like, wanting to engage physically. 
And I literally, I feel like there's a number of reasons why I was just like, I like I want to go slow. I can't right now, like with the physical. But I think a huge part of that was like, I just wanted to be clear on what I wanted before I just um, acquiesced to acquiesce to their needs or like their desires um so yeah that's where i'm at (laughs) yeah thank you for sharing um it super 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 resonates we what the conversation that we had earlier this week was around the difficulty we're having being the ones voicing a desire or a feeling first But also I think what you just said, like I am also in my hot girl summer wanting slowness and um, loving slowness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's why I feel so like excited just around how the feelings around voicing a crush. Won't you be my plug, ayy? You could be the one, ayy. You can start with a handshake, baby. I'ma need more than a hug. Girls can't never say they want it. Girls can't never say how. Girls can't never say they need it. Girls can't never say nah. Girls can't never say they want it. Girls can't never say how. Girls can't never say they need it. Girls can't never say nah. If you can't meet someone's needs, like, a person also has the right to, like, move on or, like, decide not to want to move forward in the relationship. Um, Completely. And that's their right. Yeah. And, like, you might be afraid of losing the relationship, but by hoarding or withholding your true feelings, you're not giving them full autonomy like over the relationship you take away their say exactly. it's super abusive and it happens so fucking much it just popped up in a small way for me recently where it's like you we we, we think that ownership of another person is security it's not and also why no, would you want no, to own no, somebody no no. Right. no no that's also what no. i feel about monogamy like one part Anyway, 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 what was I saying? Yes, like to take, I think it happens a lot in relationships where, because we're afraid that, oh, if I don't do this, then the other person will leave. So we don't even say it or admit it to ourselves. It's a way of gaslighting them and then gaslighting yourself so that it becomes very abusive to take away somebody's say. Yeah, it's self-repression. Um. And it's, I think, like, you really need to ask yourself why you're doing that. Um, Yeah. And also, just going back to the rejection part, like, we all face rejection. It's all something we need to learn how to deal with and cope with. um, And separate it from our worth, like. Someone rejecting you is not a sign of your worth. Um, Yeah. And that's where friends are really critical because they can help you remember that. Right. Right. I literally just said that to one of our friends this week who she was sharing with me that she met somebody who she really likes and it's going well, but she's nervous that it's going too well. And I told her what I wish, what I wanted, what Darius says to me, like, There is no going too well. If it's feeling that good, trust it. Jump. And if it doesn't work, we are going to catch her. Right, right. Like, should the possible... Things can always not work out. Yeah, yeah. That's the tough part. know who your people are that will catch you. That's Mm the tough part. And I think even for me, as someone who has experienced a lot of rejection, as someone who is solo poly, like, I'm realizing, like, niggas just don't fuck with that. Like, and that's all right. Like... I fuck with it, so that's all that matters. But 
like I met with a lot of rejection or I feel like I have been met with a lot of rejection because of my decision to be polyamorous and like that shit is like rejection hurts like I'm not gonna sit here and be like no it, it wasn't painful like it does fuck you up like but at the same time it's like I still know as I continue to say I'm that bitch um and like I'm gonna be all right and I know that but like embodying that is still incredibly hard when it's like okay I've told someone that I'm solo poly before and I have a life partner before and it wasn't taken so well so like I will be hesitant to share that information and like part of my like hot girl practice right now is like not being hesitant like being like just continuing to like be myself out loud despite the fact that like some niggas did not fuck with that so Mm -hmm. yeah be yourself continue to try to be yourself and like unabashedly that's my hot girl summer goal and like the people who need to be around you who should be around you will come yeah I think that's my summer goal is that I feel like in re-entering dating and being excited about it, like I don't want to communicate that I'm not excited about it, even though mm-hmm. some of you have made me feel a little unexcited about it. Um, like mm-hmm. I am very excited about it. I love dating mm-hmm. and knowing that like dating is so fun and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that, what I want and the connections that I want and the people that I want now that I'm so clear on it will arrive. Yeah. This is making me think about Wendy. Um, and how like she's having a hot girl summer. Right, she has a whole boo who she keeps being like, he's not a doctor or anything. <laughs> I love how she talks about her new boo. She's such an actress. Yeah. I love it. She yeah. gives us drama. She loves it. Uh, I also, I'm just, uh, I love her. I love her. Yeah. I will always love her. It's and wild. Feel very positively like- and strongly. A lot of people love Wendy. Like, a lot of, like, intellectuals love Wendy also. I'm like, sometimes I'm a little shocked by <laughs> But I'm like, I'm glad we're all on the same page. She's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just, such, like, I feel like she must be, I'm wondering what people who are her peers feel like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, she is inspirational as fuck. Yeah. She's just so herself. I love her. Uh, I love watching her. She just makes, she just fills me with joy. But I was saying that, like, Wendy leveled up. Like, a hundred percent. And she said, no more. I'm not taking care of this man no more. And that's, I feel like that's what we're saying. She literally, I think, recently said, I think she recently said, like, I've already raised my child. Like, I'm not, when she was saying that, she's not looking to date young people. Like, Yeah, she did. She's like, I already have my child. I remember that. Yes, we should clip that into this. (laughs) We should. Okay. No, but yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, I feel like we were very clear about our, our rules or our bylaws. (laughs) <laughs> but you're supposed to be getting taken care of. You need to check in with yourself. And, yeah. It's okay. You need to manage rejection. That's another thing. Is like, 
You can't let it rule you. Rejection is about the situation, not mm-hmm. about you. Right. Like the person, when you experience rejection, they are rejecting the circumstances, which is their right to do as well. Like it totally sucks, mm-hmm. but it's their right as well. But it's not about you. Like it does not mean that anything has to change about you. Don't isolate yourself because you've been rejected. You too will find love. I hope you're already surrounded by it. Yes. And if not, do that. Make that a priority. Right, that's another bylaw. Mm-hmm. Get a, get, get a squad. Get a squad. A hot girl rolls with other hot girls. House super clean, fridge on food. Baby with the crime on, bitch on good. We could party all night, where we going, what we doing? Party all night, where we going, what we doing? House super clean, fridge on food. Baby with the crime on, bitch on good. We could party all night, where we going, what we doing? Party all night, where we going, what we doing? Girl, it's Friday night. We ain't kicking in a while on a Friday night. It's time to step out on this Friday night. You acting like a old. I think this ties back to Hot Girl Summer is don't be out here crying in the club. Okay? Don't be out here emotionally distraught because you wasn't honest with your motherfucking self. Yeah. Hot girls that are over caring for people out here raising these men, these mask folks, or people who are just emotionally inept. That's not a part of the hot girl bylaws. You're doing it wrong. It's really not. Okay. You know niggas are supposed to be taking care of you. That's number one hot girl bylaw. You're supposed to be well taken care of. Right. Number two. That means that you've articulated your needs and they're being met by your person or people. Exactly. So, that's number one. Make sure you're taken Mm -hmm. care of. Don't be out here expending all your extra energy to take care of people that aren't taking care of you. It's all about... Yeah, we deserve the best. Right. It's all about reciprocity. Okay? That's number one. Number two. If you are somewhere out here... There's... You just got the game fucked up. Like, you're not being honest with yourself or your partners, your lovers. I'm going to need you to bring it in. Bring it in. We don't got time for that. We don't. We're over it. The gaslighting, the ghosting, the dishonesty... The, the jig is up with the gaslighting. <laughs> okay, the jig is motherfucking up. <laughs> yeah, because now we've found each other. And like, like has Daria has said in multiple episodes, there are many people and you are one of these people. If you, like, you know who you are if you are one of these people who is it, holding hands of many other people to do something different. And so that means that we're reinforcing it in each other. Like, we are not going back. No. 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 We just have no reason to. Okay? So... It was shitty. It is why we moved forward. This is what I'm going to say. Take off that toxic masculinity, that lazy masculinity. Okay? Take it off. It's too hot. It's too hot to be wearing all that bullshit. 
It's really, it's weighing you down. Especially you look hot. Masculinity is divine, and so to still be still be dealing with types of masculinity, it's just, it, to me. I don't even want to call it masculinity. Like, stop acting shitty. Grow right. up. Get friends. Invest in yourself. Because I am deeply attracted to masculinity. That it pisses me off to still <laughs> categorize it. Right. With people that are just not growing up and right. not wanting better for themselves. Right. Right. Do better. And demanding so much. Like, I just cannot get over the audacity to right. expect that somebody's going to teach you that. I cannot get over it. Right. <laughs> get off my phone, off my line. summer and hot girl love yes and we love you and we thank you for loving us and investing in us um and we have some summer tea events coming so be on the lookout yes and see you around I know you Please do this.